Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's time for a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I am smiling so big right now. I I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I, I just sat down and I pressed record on my little podcast recorder and I started smiling so big, I, I, I started crying a little bit. <laughs> just saying, hi, welcome to the show. I, I got to tell you right now, I have to paint you a little word picture, okay? My view in this exact moment or where I'm at right now, I'm sitting in the world's tiniest little cabin, okay? This cabin, it's from the early 1800s. It's a really old cabin. And I'm looking out at this like picturesque, picture perfect Swedish landscape, so I see the forest right outside the kitchen window. There's an apple tree right outside. If I turn to the right, I see the lake. It's so beautiful. I mean, the grass is green outside, even though it's cold still. And this little cabin that I'm in, I have a fire going over there, like right next to me. I have a cup of tea by my side. The sky is blue and Lea Luna is outside playing with a friend of mine. And I'm sitting here recording this podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing, you know, you're listening to this show. You've heard the last couple of episodes. I don't know if you remember me having this, this goal image in my head all throughout the past few months. Honestly, this entire year, which I mean, we're in May now, so it's almost half the year has passed. This whole year so far of 2021 has just been such a shit show for me. It's been so, one thing after the next. It's been so unbelievably challenging. And in the thick of it all, I would close my eyes and I would envision this tiny little place in the middle of the forest by a lake. <laughs> I would envision this dock, you know, on the water, this little cabin. I had no idea 
what this place was that I saw in my head. I, I didn't have, it wasn't like I went on Airbnb and I found this, okay, that's the place I want to go. It was just an image I had in my head, right? And when we pulled up here, my brother picked me and Leah up at the airport um, in Stockholm. When we pulled in to the property here, I started crying because I was like, I didn't know it, but this was it, this exact place. That exact dock that I'm looking out at right now, this exact tiny little cabin, these woods, this place, this is what I saw all those months. Like this was it. And I get goosebumps sharing this right now because it, it almost feels like my my higher consciousness brought me here somehow, you know. It wasn't through through ego or even through will or research, or me making this happen in this way, I really feel like I was divinely guided to this exact place. And that somehow, even though this year has been, yeah, one of the hardest years of my life, I feel like we were supposed to end up right here. I was supposed to sit here in this little cabin, talking to you, recording this show, Leia playing outside, you know, in the middle of the woods, on a cold May day in Sweden, I was supposed to end up right here, strangely. <laughs> so before we go deeper into this show, I just want to take a moment and bow to the universe right now, to God, to spirit, to whatever, whatever we want to call it just in this moment. Honestly, a big bow to Mother Earth for bringing me here. It feels like such grace. It feels like absolute divine guidance you know it feels it feels unbelievable and also absolutely like this was supposed to happen all along you know it feels it's it's I'm so happy to be here <laughs> yeah before I, I go deeper into the show how about we take a moment to ground just for a few minutes yeah not a long one but a little moment right here so if you want to join me, you can uncross your legs if you're sitting down and just plant the feet firmly onto the ground. And take a moment just to really make that contact right now. So your feet to the earth. And it doesn't matter if you're at the top of an apartment building right now and you have, you know, concrete beneath your feet or layers and layers of material or other people's apartments beneath you or if you're in a house or you have a wooden floor there if you're outside whatever you have beneath you connects directly to earth right connects all the way down to the core of the earth so make that connection now and feel how you can make that energetic link regardless of where you are right and that's been something that's been a big practice of mine lately that although now I can take my shoes off and put my bare feet on actual dirt, you know, in the woods, like I'm walking the woods barefoot in the cold. I can do that right now. When I was in Aruba in an Airbnb, I really didn't like in this, you know, yeah, not, not optimal, like very barren kind of place. It's still earth, right? Every place we're at in this moment is a manifestation of this earth. So we don't have to add this separation to it by saying that we're not in nature. You're in nature right now. You are nature right now. And whatever material you're connecting your feet to in this moment, that is nature too. So really feel that. Feel that. Feet to earth. Your body connecting to the ground. 
And as you take a few deep, slow breaths, you can start to breathe all the way down into the soles of the feet. Just sensing what that breath is like. If you breathe all the way down through the body, breathe in through the nose, down through the lungs, all the way into the soles of the feet. What is that breath like? You exhale from the feet back up through the nose. Just continuing to breathe with the earth, connecting here now. Noticing as you're making this connection to the ground, how immediately something shifts in the body. A grounding practice like that, which is actually so simple, you know. How easy is it to uncross our legs and plant our feet firmly on the ground and say, hey, I'm right here. Bring some energy into the legs, connecting to root chakra to really ground. Noticing how that slows down the breath. Slow down your heart rate. We'll slow down the internal functions of the physical body. And it will also slow down our thoughts. Especially if you have a lot going on in your mind right now. Grounding in this way will slow down all of those thoughts, all of those repetitive ideas or limitations or judgments that you have passing through your head. You'll have a little more space to just be in the in-between. So appreciating that right now. Maybe sending a thank you to the earth for supporting you in this now. Let's take a cleansing breath, a long, full breath in through the nose. Open mouth and let it go. Hmm. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all-natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer! 
Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. I want to laugh, cry, cry, laugh. There should be a, a verb that better embodies, you know, when you're like hysterically crying and then you start laughing or you're hysterically laughing and then you start crying and it becomes like one and the same there we need to invent like a really good word for that because I feel like I'm in that state a lot (laughs) that's what I'm feeling right now like I feel joyful and sad strangely I feel in awe of everything I'm energized and super exhausted like I feel so many extremes moving through me at the same time but we are in Sweden Okay, we are in Sweden. We're in the woods. A friend of mine, you know, you know, so I'm from Stockholm. Actually, I'm from Uppsala, which is a university city about an hour north of Stockholm. My whole family's from there. But when I was nine, I moved to Stockholm and I lived the rest of my <laughs> the rest of my years there. So I am like a big city person. Like Stockholm is where I feel the most at home. If I I was telling a friend the other day, like if I were to think of a place in Sweden that really is home, it's hard for me because we moved around so much. And when I go to Uppsala, I I feel like the energy of home. I can feel my roots and my ancestry there. But I also, you know, haven't lived there in so long. Like I had a year or two when I was there. A year I was there when I was like pretending to study at university in between in between trips to Costa Rica. But that was it, you know, and then I was there when I was a kid. So I don't really have that feeling of like, here is a childhood home I return to. I don't have that. And in Stockholm, same, you know, I don't have a childhood home. Like, oh, this is where we live the whole time. Like we moved around so much. So Stockholm overall, like is my feeling of home. But I also don't have one single point where I can be like, yeah, that's home for me, you know. And I don't have that in Sweden actually at all because all my childhood homes are gone you know, my family's all spread out. My family is completely divided. You know, everybody divorced. Everyone is like all over the place. I don't feel at home by my mom. I don't feel at home by my dad. Like those are, that's just a no. But I feel at home in Sweden. Like that's, that's a different energy for me. And a friend of mine who lives in Stockholm, who's like the most Stockholm guy ever, was like, where are you? Like, you look like you're like, by, if I look at your Instagram, you look like you are in the middle of nowhere. Like, where are you? Can you send me a location? Like, how, And it's honestly where I am. It's like 45 minutes from Stockholm. It's not far at all. It's like an hour, basically, if you have regular traffic. You can make it in 45 minutes if you if you drive fast. Let's say it's an hour. And I send him the location and he goes, oh, yeah, great. I'm so glad I just renewed my passport. I guess I can come visit, you know, because <laughs> if you're if you're a Stockholm person to drive an hour somewhere, it's like, you know, you don't do that. Like that's that's not even part of Sweden. You know, Stockholm people think like Stockholm is Sweden. That's it. He's like, yeah, I'm so glad I have a new passport. I can I can come visit you all the way over there, you know. But that's kind of what it feels like. Like I feel like we are in our own little world out here. And it is so strange and divine and perfect how everything worked out. Honestly, so this place, I mean, I shared this in the, in the pod a while ago that this girl just reached out. You know, I had, I had already given up on finding something in nature and I was kind of surrendered to, okay, we're going to be in the city when we go to Sweden. I knew we had to go to Sweden 
I didn't know why. I didn't know what for. I just knew we had to be in Sweden. We had to escape Aruba and the shit show of our lives over there. Like we just had to go heal. And I had this vision of this cabin by a lake in the woods and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find anything. So I gave up and then this girl reached out and said, hey, my parents have this little cabin and it's available and, you know, you want to stay there? <laughs> and I was like, what? And I looked at the photos and the photos were like, holy shit. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I had no idea where this was. Right. She didn't reach out because we had some sort of connection or anything. Sweden is a big country. I mean, you can drive like 10 hours through the country, you know, and you're still not through like you can drive forever. It's a really, really geographically a, a long, like long and narrow country. So this cabin could have been in the middle of real nowhere, you know, could have been like a seven hour drive somewhere away from from Stockholm or away from the airport. And it happens to be in the same place where Dennis and I got married. <laughs> I mean, how wild is that? This is like a tiny little town. I don't want to say exactly where I am because I don't want a bunch of people to try to find us. When I've left here, I will promote it. <laughs> okay. But we're really enjoying our privacy here. But it's it's right where Dennis and I got married, which is crazy. And it's this tiny little place. We got married there on a whim in a castle like here. And we've never been back. We say it every time we come to Sweden, we should go out over there and like visit again and go back and just feel the energy of that place. And we never once went back, even though it's not far from Stockholm at all. And that's where this place is. And strangely, it's also super close to my dad, super close to my grandpa, super close to my brother, like my whole dad's side of the family, like everyone is kind of clustered. I mean, it's not, you know, it's perfect in distance because it's not too close that like you know you have this obligation to hang out and spend time all the time but it's not so far away that it's like a pain to visit either it's like per it's 45 minutes to my dad the other direction not towards Stockholm but the other direction and it's like 35 minutes to my brother and half an hour to my grandpa you know so it's like we have our space no one's just gonna show up here and knock on the door like it is a, a way some ways away right and just how perfect everything is in terms of where we are right now. I, I can't describe it. I can't, you know. So to rewind a little bit, we flew from Aruba. Dennis is there for another two months. He's fixing the house. Soon he's going to be in the, in the space or the house is going to be in a, in a state that he can actually be in the house without protective wear, which is amazing. He's remediating, remediating the house and doing a great job over there. And I flew here with Leia and Ringo alone. And <laughs> so people ask me, like, how do you how do you fly with Ringo? And Ringo used to be about half his weight. This is like I get so many comments about this on, on Instagram because he gains so much weight and it's not his fault. I don't want to fat shame my dog, you know, like, you know, weight is weight. Who cares? When, when it comes to dogs, it actually isn't great. You know, he's an Italian greyhound, so he's not supposed to be super chunky. He has these super skinny little legs. Italian greyhounds, you're supposed to always see the last rib, like that's the shape of the dog. And when we neutered him, he just ballooned, like he just, I don't know, I, it, his metabolism must have changed. He grew so much. And then in the pandemic, I mean, everyone's carrying a little extra pandemic weight, you know. So Ringo is about, he's almost twice the weight he used to be when we used to travel with Ringo. 
And the last time Ringo flew, this was the last time Dennis and Leah and I were in Sweden, which was 2018. So three years ago. It's such a trip. We haven't been here in three three years ago. And Leah was a year and a couple of months. She was maybe a year a year and three months or something. And Ringo then used to be small enough or light enough that he could go in a little carrier in cabin with us. So I've never flown with him underneath the plane, right? He's always in a little carrier. You put him under the seat. He fly. He's a really good flyer. Like he's so well behaved. He, and he, he's been on, I mean, hundreds of flights, like I'm sure. He's been all over the world. The only place we haven't taken him is Asia because rules and stuff. It's, it was a little unclear for me to bring a dog over there. But he's been literally everywhere else. He's been on tour with us. I mean, Ringo goes everywhere we go. And then that last flight going from Sweden back to Aruba in 2018, that was the flight from hell. So if you're new to this show or new to kind of our family and our this little journey, I highly suggest, I mean highly suggest, that you go back in this podcast and you search the Flight from Hell episode on the Yoga Girl podcast when Dennis and I talk about this one flight where everything went wrong. I mean, everything went wrong. And aside from like Leia, who was a baby, right? She was one you know, she, there was pee and poop involved. Like I, it, there was a lot involved. And then Ringo had explosive diarrhea on the plane. <laughs> Sorry, I should have trigger, trigger warned that before I said that. But it is, I mean, to, to date, it's my favorite podcast of all time. And it's one of the, one of the most listened to podcasts too, because it's laugh out loud, hilarious. After that flight, Dennis declared very publicly, he's never flying with Ringo ever again. I mean, ever again. And Ringo hasn't flown since then. So it's been like, yeah, Dennis refuses. And Dennis is a huge component to us flying with Ringo because Ringo has to be in this carrier and Dennis carries him, right? And I have Leia, I mean, and bags and stuff like that. And just Dennis is like the big man carrying the dog, right? I never like lugged Ringo carrying him through these airports because he's still, even when he was really like when he was, when he fit in the carrier, right? He used to be, seven kilos I don't know in pounds seven kilos which is like the limit um the limit is eight kilos and he was right around there and then now you know Dennis won't fly with him anymore he's double the size I tried to put him on a diet over the last month knowing we were gonna fly still he's like I mean yeah he's he's he was 12 kilos okay and he's allowed to be eight with the carrier and the carrier is like two kilos I mean easily or a kilo and a half so it's like not going to happen. And I knew that like going to the airport, this dog is too fat. Like he's too big. He's not going to be allowed in the, in the plane. But I was just like, I was praying for it. I was like, we're going to get a person who's going to be amazing. They're going to, they're going to understand that this is a special circumstance and there's no hand luggage. Like we're not flying with any hand luggage. So Ringo's going to fit perfectly and it's all going to work out. And the first thing that happened is when we go to check in, Dennis was so, he, he's, he claims he's traumatized by the poop incident that happened with Ringo in cabin on a plane, right? So he wouldn't even join us at the airport. Like he was like waiting outside the airport. He didn't want to be there for the tension around me trying to nag Ringo on the plane, right? He didn't want to be there for that. And we go to check in and there's this guy and I can tell by just how he looks he's new. You know, you know that feeling when you're like approaching 
any kind of, you know, any kind of like desk for whatever reason, you can spot a person who's new. And I'm like, this is our guy. This is our man. And we beeline over there. And he's like, oh, hi. Oh, you have a dog. Oh, how fun. Yeah, put him on the scale, please. And then I did that thing where like you put the foot up underneath the bag, you know, you know, that thing where like you lift the bag off the scale a little bit. And I felt like I did it almost too much. I felt like I was carrying all of Ringo, like on my foot. And I was like, man, maybe I overdid it. Maybe like this dog is going to be two kilos and that's not going to be like likely he's going to notice. And then I look at the scale, 10, 10 kilos, right? Like he's, he's two kilos. He's, he's, it's, he's still overweight. And this guy, I don't know if he didn't know what the limit was or he was just new. Like I knew he was new. He was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, you can put him down and or put him on the floor. And then, yeah, can I have your papers and his European passport? Because Ringo also has a passport. Let me just scan, copy these documents and then give me your, your passports too. And then he does everything, like checks Ringo in. Ringo is fine, right? He's in, you know? And then he does my passport. and No, he does Leia's passport. And then with mine, I don't know what the fuck happened, but something went wrong. And he's swiping this passport, swiping this passport. We're standing there for ever I mean forever and just is not working and then after and I didn't want to ask I didn't want to be rude I didn't want to be like hi we have a fight you know I just was like Ringo's in this has to work and after 20 minutes of this guy trying to do something with my passport I don't know what it was his manager comes by and she looks at him like like I was shocked that she didn't cuss him out like she looks at him like he's just like what are you doing and she goes what's what's going on here and he says, oh, yeah, I'm having trouble with his passport. And she says, that's the credit card machine. <laughs> and the guy goes, what? And she goes, you're, swipe, you're swiping the passport in the credit card machine. Like, like, and, and she gets so flustered by this massive rookie thing this guy is doing, who obviously was new, you know, that she's just like, step aside, go, go away. She just tells him like, no, 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 no. These poor people have, they, they've been waiting here and you don't, you don't even know what you're doing. She's like, no, no, go. And I'm like, no, I need this guy. I need this rookie guy. Can't she just like help him figure it out so we can move on? She sends him away and he like gets a little sad about it and like leaves. And then she looks at us. She's like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to start this whole process all over. And I'm like, no, no and she says oh you have a dog put him on the scale please and I go oh he he weighed him already everything was fine you know he everything was good he's already weighed and she was like yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to do this all over again so put the dog on the scale and I'm like you know what he's asleep now like I'm trying to like talk my way through not having to weigh him he's asleep now and you know she says put the dog on the scale and I'm like fuck okay and I realized this girl is not going to let anything slide like she's she's legit I mean she's like a real person like she knows what she's doing so I go oh I'm gonna have to like take the wheels because this is like a carrier that has wheels so I don't have to carry him so I can actually wheel him around the airport I'm gonna have to take the wheels off and she's like, yeah, that's okay. I'll wait. And I'm like, fuck, okay. So I take the wheels off. I take all the straps off. I even take the base of the carrier out. It has like a little base with like a little blanket in it. Basically, Ringo is in a bag. Like I, I pick him up and it's like he's just drooping in this bag as I'm trying to get all the weight. Like his collar is off. Everything is out, right? So it's like as light as possible. I put him on the scale and I do the thing with my foot again, you know? And this woman looks at me. She says, could you move your foot, please? And I'm like, oh, oh, what? Oh, my foot was there. What? I didn't. Oh, you know, okay, I'm trying to 
play really dumb. She knew exactly what I was doing. I mean, she she probably took one look at him and was like, this dog is too big. This dog is not going to fly in cabin, right? And then I'm, I'm like, okay. And I, and I put him on the scale without my foot. And then I'm pretending like I was, I'm pathetic. I'm pathetic, right? Like I'm pretending that Ringo is all anxious and I'm trying to like pet him while he's on the scale. And while I pretend pet him because he's anxious, which he wasn't, I mean, yeah, sure he was. He's, he's always anxious, but I like pick up the bag a little bit and I try to just lift it a tiny little bit. So that's, so I mean, I'm embarrassed. How embarrassing am I? I get why Dennis did not want to come in to, to witness this shit show happening. And this woman goes, step away from the dog. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. And I step away. Yeah. The little shit. He's 12 kilos with like 12 kilos with his carrier, with everything taken out, you know, which means his real weight probably when I was holding the foot and the guy was was weighing it was like 14. He's twice the size, double. I mean, it's not, he's not allowed. And she looks at me, she's like, you know, the limit for dogs in cabin is eight kilos, right? With the carrier. This dog is 12 and you still have to put all that stuff back on. He can't fly. Like, I'm so sorry. Like he can't fly. And I'm like, oh, but you know, we don't have any hand. Like he was going to fly Courtney, my assistant, was also on the plane and she didn't have any luggage at all. So we were like, that should make up. Like she doesn't have any hand luggage and Ringo goes by hand luggage. Like, can we like equate that to like plus minus zero? She was like, that's not how it works. Like this is just, this is a KLM. Like this is a regulation. Like you cannot, he, that this dog will not fly. And then I get, I, I'm almost going to cry, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to make a scene. I'm not going to lose it. Like, okay, this is it. I mean, I know I'm in the wrong. I know I'm trying to like bend the rules, you know? I'm just, Ringo's going to have to stay in Aruba. Like, that's it. Okay, I have to just resign to that idea. Okay, it sucks, but that's what it is. And then she goes, you know what? You have a lot of time. Why don't you go get a crate, like a proper crate, and you can fly under the plane. And the reason I don't want to do that is because... There's two reasons. So one, Ringo, he has a heart condition. He has a heart murmur that he's had since he, he was born. It gets a little bit worse every year, but it gets worse after intense periods of stress. Like it really does. When And he gets stressed when he's not with me. And the past months since we moved out of the house, he's been like a little shadow, like glued to me, right? I, like he follows me into the bathroom. He's everywhere I go. He's just pressing up against my legs. He's super anxious since we left the house, of course. And I just, I just know if he were to go under the plane, I don't think he would come out the same dog. Like he's just not that kind of, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he would do just fine. I don't know. I just have this feeling like he's one of those dogs that would, cause it's a, it's a 20 hour trip. I mean, if you, if you count like layover in Amsterdam, it's a long time to be alone in a crate in a noisy area for a little Italian greyhound, you know? So, and he has his heart murmur and I don't want the heart murmur to get, to get worse. So I just, she's like, you know, he can, he can go under the plane, go get a crate. You have time, you know, like it's Aruba. You can get one like, like super close by. And I go, no, he has a heart condition. Like he can't fly under the plane. And this woman goes, he has a heart condition. (laughs) And you can tell her entire demeanor goes from being like, hell no, this is not happening. You're insulting me, even trying to make this happen to like, he has a heart murmur. Oh no. And he does, right? He does. Like, I didn't lie about that. Like he has heart condition. And she goes, let me go see what I can do. And I'm like, what? 
like there's hope and she goes to her manager and then her manager and her like together they're like fighting about Ringo and I can hear them talking in Papiamento and the guy's like 12 kilos you crazy and they're like you know and she's really advocating like she went from the one I was fearing to the one who advocated for us and then her manager comes over pissed and he says this is not going to happen you need to get someone to pick the dog up if you want to be on the plane he cannot fly and he's so stern with me and I'm like okay okay I'm sorry I like put my hands up yes yes I understand thank you okay and I go to like call Dennis to come in to get Ringo and then the girl comes back and she holds up a finger she's like give me one more moment. Like, let me try one more thing. Disappears for a long time. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's, you know, what's, what's, what's happening in this scenario at all. And then all of a sudden she comes back and she goes, he can fly. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he can fly. He can fly, but you, you, you have to, she says, he can fly, but you have to promise me one thing. And I'm like, what? This dog now lives in Sweden. <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean? They are never going to let him in cabin to fly back. So either he has to go under the plane to go back to Aruba or he's a Swedish dog now. Like this dog will just stay in Sweden. And I'm like, he's going to go on a diet. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm like crying. Then I started crying when they allowed him on. I'm crying. I'm like, what is this grace? And then she said there was 271 open seats on the plane so the plane was super light there was no people like we weren't going to disturb anybody we had a, that whole row was open like no one saw Ringo the whole flight anyway like no one knew Ringo even was on the plane you know he doesn't you know but it's a regulation and I get I get and I get people are going to listen to this and be like pissed that I'm trying to bend the rules like that happens all the time but it was just one of those moments where wow 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 I was thanking her and thanking her and thanking her and thanking her and like oh my god oh my god and then we get to Amsterdam and, you know, we, the flight was okay. Leia slept a little bit. I mean, it's like a night flight. It's long. And I had Ringo. I had my, my roller, you know, like carry on my actual purse and Leia. And Leia had new shoes on, like, because of course we don't have any, we don't have any belongings. I mean, we're still in that space, right? So Dennis had gotten her new, really cute shoes, like Vans, but they were new and they were not the kind of like soft slip-on kind of sneakers that she's had before. They were like proper sneakers that you need to break in. And immediately she got these blisters and she just like, no, I can't walk. So the whole journey, I mean, basically from Aruba to Stockholm, she refused to walk. She had pains, you couldn't walk. So I was like dragging her with one arm, rolling this big, <laughs> not allowed in cabin dog with my other hand, trying to like push my roller bag ahead with my chest. <laughs> you know? Like I only have two hands. You know, it was just a shit show. And because of coronavirus, Schiphol, like the airport in Amsterdam was like half of it was shut down. So you had to walk these insane distances. I mean, I swear to God, we were walking for 40 minutes through the airport and Leia just gives up in the middle and she lies down on the floor and she's just crying and I sit down next to her and I start crying and I'm like we have to make it to this next flight like Leia I can't carry you I have to take I have to carry the bags and Ringo like we have to walk now you know we have to be you have to be a brave girl now and stand up and walk with mama and all these people are like passing by and I can tell by their faces like they're giving me these like oh Oh, you know, other moms and other dads like looking at me like if it wasn't for Corona, they would have one of them would have picked her up. Some Dutch person would have picked her up and been like, I'll, I'll help you to the gate. There were no like cards or anything. 
it was like it took us forever forever I was soaked in sweat by the time we got there but we made it got on the flight to Sweden she fell asleep right away Ringo fit perfectly under the little seat like everything was fine no one even no one even asked about him like that's the funny thing it's like flying with a dog most of the time they don't even know he's there you know and Leia falls asleep and I had this moment of like oh my god like we're almost there and as we descend over Sweden and this was such a bizarre moment for me because it's been so long since I was in Sweden I mean, it's been years since I was here every time I normally visit it's because of a work thing you know it's always like oh we have a class or there's a festival or a TV appearance or I have a book out or you know of course I'm here to visit family and friends and stuff but there's always a component of like busyness I have to do a bunch of stuff and I normally do a lot of press and things when I come to Sweden and even if we're here for a month or two months I never have enough time and I like squeeze it and then we have to see everyone and you know it's it's never restful I never and I haven't had that feeling of going to Sweden and feeling like I'm coming home in a long long time. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. And this time, you know, as we descend and the plane starts to land and I see my first glimpse of Swedish forest, you know, and, it, and it's not even like, like core forest you know like in Swedish we call it urskog it's like the original forest the forest that's been there forever not like replanted plantations of trees but like real it's not that kind of forest like the forest that you see close to the airport it's like baby forest you know it's it's like clusters of trees and I see this first I just see I see trees right and I start to cry and I'm just sitting there <laughs> I'm just sitting there holding my sleeping kid and just, I just cry. I just, I, 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 I couldn't stop. It was, I couldn't stop crying. And for the first time in, in, in years, I had this feeling of I'm coming home. I could cry saying that right now because I ha literally have not had that experience. And I can't even remember when, you know, I left Sweden. I, I, I was what, 18, 19 and I didn't leave because I had this beautiful life in Sweden where everything was great and I wanted to explore something new I ran away from you know the horror and the traumatic bullshit that was my past you know I literally ran from something really really dark and really really complicated and really difficult and every time I've been back since then I haven't had that feeling of I'm coming home because I haven't been ready to come home I haven't felt I hadn't made that full circle, you know, that full circle of, of healing yet, I guess, 
you know, I guess, I guess that's it. And not once, you know, even visiting Sweden in the most beautiful time in the middle of summer and, you know, there's a, a whole a whole vibe that happens to Sweden in the summertime. Not even then have I felt, oh, I want to stay here. No. Mm-mm. And it's really, it's really something to get to to have that feeling here now, especially seeing that I don't have a home here. <laughs> you know, like I was just talking to Dennis about that too. Like, what would be home here? I don't want to live with my mom. I don't want to live with my dad. I don't have one spot or one location that feels like this is the home I want to build or this is the city or this is the place or this is the part of the forest I want to be or whatever. I don't have that. And then I came here to this place. <laughs> and I mean, I and this is it. I was joking with the owners of this place and the owners, the people who own this property. I mean, they're some of the kindest people so sweet they're they've had this place for years they're super emotionally invested it's not like a property that's for sale no no but I said hey uh, they're like so how do you like it I'm like well you can bury me here like I'm gonna stay here till I die like I love it here I feel so at home and yesterday they invited us to their farm they live a few kilometers away Leia got to pet the sheep and little baby chickens and she collected an egg from the hen house she was like in shock like she's never had this experience ever she's never the kid has never seen a freaking tree in her life right I mean she was here when she was one but I mean obviously she doesn't remember any of that so this is basically her first experience of 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 this kind of nature right and then going to this farm she's completely fearless she was chasing the sheep even the big male I don't know what you call a male sheep the one that's like, you don't, you don't want to mess with that one, right? She was chasing him around. Like she's completely fearless. She's has, has having so much fun. And I was telling them like, so did you ever consider selling, selling this, ba- this place, the little cabin? And like, no, no, you know, it's like, we're, we're so happy here. And it's this beautiful place. And we have lots of plans for it. And I'm like, how about for a, a, a Ruben Swedish family that's in between homes right now that could really, really, really use exactly this kind of place? Would you be interested in that? And they just looked at me and like smiled like, like, no. <laughs> but still, I, I had a friend over or staying with me here. And she said, just seeing you in this space, like it feels like you belong here. It's a weird thing. It feels like you belong here. And I mean, if I look at this property right now, it's just, it's surrounded by water. There's, it's like very traditional old Swedish. There is a little, what we would call like a viadbud, which is the firewood, tiny little firewood cabin that's just for firewood. There's another one where I guess at some point they had cows or farm animals of some sort. There's these beautiful trees and birch trees all around and geese like all around the water and and a lot of space, like in a lot of space. And then the forest is right. I mean, it's like smack in the middle of it, you know. And I, I don't know how to, it's a weird thing feeling like, oh, I, I really want to, I really want to stay here. And we're renting this like an Airbnb, right? This is like, it's not like I can stay here for a year. We have another month and a half or what, two months that we can be here. And then the place is rented for the rest of the summer. And it feels bizarre that we're going to leave and someone else is going to move in here. We've only, we haven't even been here a week. We've been here for five days, six days. And I feel like, I feel ownership. Like, I feel like, I feel like we moved in. <laughs> and I don't know where we're going to move next or like how, how that's going to happen or, or what even is next for us. But 
I guess it's that feeling of, I was even thinking, maybe it's not the cabin. Maybe it's just, I feel at home in Sweden for the first time in my whole life. So wherever we would have ended up would have felt like home because it's been, it's almost like my soul has craved just landing here. And every day, I mean, Leah and I, we wake up, <laughs> we wake up in the morning, there's, there's a loft in the cabin. So it's basically a ladder to go up and there's this big, like, 200 like a big king bed here that her me and Ringo and I have to carry her up first and then I carry Ringo because <laughs> can't leave Ringo alone for one second like he sleeps up there with us and then we wake up in the morning and it's like I, I have a cup of coffee or drink my matcha outside and the sun is shining and Leia's like it's so cold why are we eating outside like to her that's such a strange thing but to be bundled up like with jackets and scarves and sit in the sun in on a spring day when it's cold I mean it's it's so special it's so special and I know all the Swedish people who listen to this show are like like I have had a bunch of you guys write me and say I love watching you experience completely mundane things and loving it so much. It reminds me of how beautiful it actually is to be here. Those kinds of things that you take for granted, of course, if you live with them. Like Leah and I, I mean, her whole entire life, me for the past 11 years, we've lived on an island where it's 100 degrees out every day, all day. I mean, for Swedish people listening, it's like, what, 30, 32 degrees all year, every single day. So after 8 a.m., you know, you don't want to be outside unless you're on the beach or you're like swimming or doing something like that. It's like you kind of avoid being outside in the middle of the day because it's too hot. So even though at our house at home, I mean, we have so much space and we like we we spend a lot of time outside to garden or to swim, like we're in the pool or we go to the ocean. But in the in-between, it's not it's not possible the kind of days that Leah has had here where we wake up in the morning and we go outside even though it's freezing cold it's still even though it's freaking May it's really really cold we go outside and like we spent three hours walking around the forest this morning with no agenda no you know no destination no plan just wandering around she she gets to choose where to go when to stop and of course she moves at like snail's pace picking up and she'll go mom mom look a stick <laughs> and she picks up the stick and it's like she's found a pot of gold and it's a stick and it's just a stick right she's a stick and she's just she can't believe it like look at this stick it has moss growing on it and I'm like yeah what is moss and then we'll spend like 20 minutes talking about moss and then she finds moss everywhere and she's just like and then there's a little rock to climb and then I mean the first day we arrived she didn't even want to go inside because just the little walk from the car to the front door of the cabin, there were so many pine cones and spruce cones. She, she, I mean, she, she couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't grasp it. She was like, wait, what is this? You know, so there's a pile of pine cones outside the front door of this cabin that she just collects every day. You know, we've been sitting outside painting pine cones I mean we have little adventures every day she's been making little like treasure maps that she asks me to burn over the stove so it looks old you know so like the edges are a little burnt and then we take the treasure map out into the woods and we just and we just spend the whole day there you know <laughs> and it's 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 almost like 
it's been six days, I guess. So it hasn't been that long. But for every day that we're out here, my soul settles a little bit more. I haven't arrived at that place where I wake up in the morning and I feel total peace. Like I still have this undercurrent of got to figure my life out kind of feeling like undercurrent of even the first couple of days. I was like, what are we going to do all day? I had one of those moments of, wait, I have to slow down my unpacking because once I finish unpacking, then what? You know, we're in the middle of nowhere. There is nothing to do here. What was I thinking? I'm alone with a four-year-old. What is going on? You know, and then come like day two, day three, every day that passes, I relax a little bit more. For every day that passes, I realize we don't need anything. And for every day that passes, I realize that the abundance of things to do here, I mean, just to be outside, it's infinite. It's infinite. I mean, and the play and the games that that this little kid will create out of the blue at the drop of a dime all throughout the day. It's like, I don't have to have a bunch of stuff to do. You know, we don't have to watch movies. We don't have to... Like we don't have to sit inside and draw. Like I don't have to have things for us to do, which I was like thinking, like I was like, oh, should, do I need to buy her some stuff or puzzles or so she can stay busy, right? We don't need that. Like there's a, there's a whole world out there just waiting for us to explore. Like nature is just here with open arms for us to play, you know, it's like literally the world's best playground. And we had these moments of, you know, wandering through the forest and the forest floor is just covered in moss. And it's, it's almost like walking outside after really heavy snow, you know, when everything is really quiet, like there's a part of the, of the woods here that is like that, where it's so soft, you can just lie down and it's like you're lying down in a bed of feathers and we just lie there. And even Leia, like she just, she's in that same space with me where we encounter something truly beautiful there's this moment of awe for nature and she's just quiet. Like she'll just lay down next to me and then Ringo lays down on my legs, you know, and we were just lying on the forest floor, looking up at the sky, looking at the trees, just listening to the birds, to all the life. And I feel like I can just stay there forever. Like in that moment, in those, in those breaths, it's that uncrossing of the legs, you know, that the practice that we had at the beginning of this show that I've been doing all throughout these past few months is to try to remind myself that I'm here, to try to reconnect to earth, to try to really, really, really return to that truth of I'm nature. Even when everything is chaotic, even when I've lost everything, even when I have no home, like I can still ground here in my body. Mother nature is still here. And here I get to literally go and commune and be one with her in that sense, which I've missed. I've missed it. I missed it so, 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 so much. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your 
time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I said on last week's, last week's episode, I wanted to share my last tea ceremony that I did in Aruba before we left. The day before our flight, I went home or to our old house which is still home, you know. And I brought all my teaware and all my things and my kettle and and I sat down under Pepper's tree. So we have a little, it, it, what I used to think was, I used to think this tree was a cherry tree. Someone told me, oh, that's an Aruban cherry tree, but it's not. It's a tree we have in our garden. It's a neem tree. You know neem? Neem is a medicinal tree. You can buy neem toothpaste. Like neem is like super amazing for a bunch of different things. And we have this tree in the garden. We call it Pepper's tree because when we moved in, we moved in in 2013, this tree was just, it was a little stem like sticking out of this pale, barren ground. It was like desert and then a stem. It was a dead tree. And for about a year or yeah, almost an entire year, this tree was just completely dead. It never, we didn't even register really to us that this was a proper tree. It was just, oh, someone planted something once. And it just died and no one, no one, you know, cared for it. And it's in in a part of our garden or or the backyard. It's kind of hard to get to. It's not right next to the house. You can easily water it. You have to walk across the backyard all the way out to what we call the woods in Aruba or the Mondi, which is like the jungle, which is the cactus. It's not jungle. It's not woods, but it's the Aruban woods, you, you call it. It was just this neglected, completely, yeah, little dead tree. And when Pepper died, our dog, Dennis and, and my our first dog together, when he died, which was this, yeah, one of the biggest heartbreaks of my entire life, we buried him and we just chose a spot right next to, happened to be right next to this dead tree, which I didn't even really register then at the time. It was all so traumatic how that happened, but it was just the spot we chose. And Dennis dug this grave, which took hours and we wrapped him in a sheet and we buried him there. And I put a little, made a little circle of white rocks over his grave. And and the next day, you know, which was the hardest, hardest day, I walk outside to sit by his grave and I start crying to the point of one of those cries where you feel like you're gonna, you're falling and there's no ground, you know, like I, I just cried so hard I, I I was falling basically I fall over and I grab a hold of whatever was the closest thing I can grab to to just hold myself up and it happens to be this this dead stem of a tree that was there and as I'm crying into this tree I look at it and I see there's four tiny little leaves sprouting from the stem of this tree and I'm like, you know, four, tiny, tiny. I mean, they were like a millimeter, tiny, 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 tiny little leaves growing from this tree. And I just stop and I go, what this, this tree is dead. What is this? Like over, we bury Pepper overnight. This tree comes to life. You know, he was four years old when he died. And I really had this moment of like, there's four tiny little leaves suddenly growing from this dead 
what we thought was a completely dead, barren tree, you know? And from that moment, that tree bloomed. I mean, and it happened so fast. It went from being completely nothing to lush and, and you know, big and green and, and huge. I mean, it grew huge after that, after we buried him. It just, boom, it came to life. So we call it Pepper's Tree. And I always had this idea. I don't know why I never did it. That I wanted to put a little bench under that tree so I could come and sit next to him, but I never did. And when it came to say goodbye to the house, which is like, I didn't really know, you know, am I saying goodbye to the house forever? Am I saying goodbye to the house for a year? Am I saying goodbye to the house for a little bit? I don't know. But the thing that makes it almost impossible is leaving the house means leaving Pepper too, which is an unbearable thought for me. So I to say goodbye to the house, I decided, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to have my last tea ceremony here next to Pepper. So I went to sit under Pepper's tree, which is a neem tree. And I didn't even know. And what do you know that the tree is blooming, which in all the years we, since the tree came to life, which I mean, it's seven years ago now, it's never bloomed, blossomed. It's never blossomed. And it's just, it's just covered in these beautiful white little neem flowers. I've never seen that. And, and I got to see that there and I got to sit under the tree drinking tea or in ceremony with tea and I was leaning up against the trunk of the tree and I had this experience it really felt like the tree like took its branches and wrapped its branches around me I swear that this this tree like she was caressing my face she was holding me it was probably since I in my whole experience of being in Aruba my most profound experience with nature you know I really had that feeling of life there's life here nature is here too it's like I don't have to it's not just forest or nothing you know nature is is here too it looks different here and in certain ways it's it's more challenging for me to connect with at times but it was so 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 beautiful I think I spent two hours there and I cried without, I couldn't stop crying for, for an hour and a half of it easily, easily. I could barely drink the tea, <laughs> honestly. I was just, because I just sat there crying, crying, crying. And it felt like this big release. You know, all of a sudden I was done crying. And I could just feel the beauty of the land there. You know, my home there. Like pregnant with Leia there I labored at home there in this garden there next to that tree there so much healing has happened for us in this home and at the same time there has been so many things making us sick in this home too which is such a strange thing to have to accept but in that moment sitting with tea with pepper I could accept all of it I could hold all of it and I could let all of it go too. I took one of the rocks from Pepper's grave and I brought it with me here. So the little altar I have here now where I drink my tea now, which is a very, very different, different, different kind of nature, different kind of landscape, but it's still the same, right? It's the same life. It's the same mother. It's the same, same sense of belonging, you know, it's the same. I have it there and I have it here. And I got to bring a little piece of home with me here to this version of home. 
which I don't really know what it is. And I don't know if come August we, we fly home to Aruba and something opens up there and we figure life out and where we go back home to our house or I don't know. Or I don't know if come August we suddenly have found a beautiful place to live here that feels like home and, and we stay here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The, the strangeness of that. I don't know where we live I don't know where we belong, but I know we belong right here where we are. <laughs> That's all I know. I know we belong right where we are. And all of these lessons, all of these blessings, I mean, I'm learning from, from Mother Nature. <laughs> and that's, I guess, all I know is wherever we end up, I want to be close to her. I don't want to be in a city if I can help it, I don't want to be surrounded by concrete, even though I know, yes, I can uncross my legs and ground my feet there too. But in this moment in my life, I, I want this, you know, these trees to hug. You know how many trees I've hugged? <laughs> in a way, I'm so glad I have this little four-year-old miracle keeping me going. You know, I would just be lying in the forest with my arms and legs wrapped around a tree all day. <laughs> it wasn't for her and she's like okay mama let's go look for treasure over here now okay let's go do this now okay let's go over here now I can see her out through the window right now she found I don't know what she's playing with it's like a big log of some sort she's balancing on like she made her own little game jumping up and down it's just there are so many blessings here so many blessings in my life and I guess what I would love to leave you with is wherever you are now to make that connection with nature you know even if you feel like it's lost where you are or it's hard to access where you are especially in a city or in a place where you know nature has been destroyed or chipped away at or built upon you know it's it's a different it's a different thing to make that connection there but we still can and it is that consistent reminder that we are nature. Like this is it. We are nature. We are a part of nature. We can't separate. We're not supposed to separate. So wherever you are in your life now, maybe maybe it is Sweden, you know? And I think living in Sweden for a lot of people, it's like, oh, you know, you long for the summer or you long for sunshine and the beach and the Caribbean sounds like a dream. And for me, it's like Sweden is the dream <laughs> right now. Wherever you go, there you are. So finding that beauty in the place you're at here now. Because it's right there waiting. I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't wait to see what secrets from the forest I have to share with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. If you enjoy the show, please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you next week.
Yoga Girl Daily is brought to you by WISE. As you may know, I'm in Sweden right now. Spending a few months here in Europe is made so much easier by WISE, the international account that helps you lead a multi-currency life. With your WISE account, you can hold up to 54 currencies and convert them instantly. And their debit card lets you spend or shop internationally without worrying about sneaky foreign transaction charges. WISE is also amazing for sending money for business or personal reasons around the globe. You always get the real mid-market exchange rate when you send money to 80 countries. Join over 10 million customers who save more than $4 million from bad rates every day and try WISE for free at wise.com slash yoga. It's good to know what goes into your everyday essentials, an every night essential like sheets. You can sleep peacefully with bowl and branch knowing they have done their homework in every way possible. Their sheets are better for you, for your sleep, for their workers, and for the planet. Bowl and Branch is an open book when it comes to their manufacturing process. They are extremely proud to say that they only use sustainable raw materials, recycled springs, and natural latex, and they leave out harmful pesticides and GMOs. Their process has saved 592 billion gallons of water and 21,252 metric tons of carbon emissions. When it comes to their workers, Bowen Branch is fair trade certified and 100% sourced from family owned businesses, helping 12,800 farmers stay out of debt. They also have over 1,000 workers who are employed with fair wages and safe working conditions. All this brings you the best quality sheets possible. They are so comfy and will send you right off to dreamland. I love my sheets from Bowen Branch. Try them out today. Feel the difference quality makes at bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code YOGAGIRL at checkout. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code YOGAGIRL. Have you ever found yourself in a pickle needing to get your prescription for an important medication filled out, but realizing you forgot and now you're late? I know that feeling and it's so stressful. When it comes to our health, we need to put it first and we need companies who make it easy for us to do that. That's Capsule. Capsule is a new kind of pharmacy that hand delivers your prescription the same day for free. Here's how Capsule works. It's so easy. To start, you visit Capsule.com. It only takes 15 seconds to sign up. When your prescription is ready, Capsule will text you to schedule free delivery at a time that you choose. Then a Capsule courier hand delivers your medication to your door straight from their pharmacy in a tamper-proof package. It's totally secure. And if you have any questions, you can call, text, or email with an expert pharmacist. It really is that simple. No more waiting in line, no more driving to the pharmacy, no more forgetting getting refills. Best of all, even though it's a way better experience, Capsule doesn't cost any more than your old pharmacy does. Capsule accepts all major insurance and is currently available in New York City and the surrounding tri-state area, Austin, Boston, Chicago, the Twin Cities, and LA, and other cities are coming soon. To sign up, visit Capsule.com to get your prescription hand-delivered today for free. That's Capsule.com.
Do you live a multi-currency life or run a multi-currency business? This is becoming so common in today's world and something I struggle with myself. It's not always convenient trying to navigate the international world, but it's definitely made easier with WISE. With a WISE account, you can hold up to 54 currencies and convert them instantly. And their debit card lets you spend or shop internationally without worrying about sneaky foreign transaction charges. WISE is also amazing for sending money for business or personal reasons around the globe. Just fill in the transfer online, then track your money until it gets to where it needs to go. Over 50% of transfers arrive within one hour. The best part about WISE is their low fees and honest exchange rates. Banks and other providers usually mark up the exchange rate, and that means no matter how low their other fees are, you could be losing real money. With WISE, you always get the real mid-market exchange rate when you send money to 80 countries, no matter which currency you send. And their fees are always super low. That's why WISE puts their rate and their fees right up front, nothing to hide. Join over 10 million customers who save more than $4 million from bad rates every day and try WISE for free at wise.com slash yoga. What is your skincare routine? Make sure it's not just a face care routine. The rest of your skin is just as important as your face, but I know it's hard to find skincare products that are made with clean and safe ingredients. So let me recommend Osea. I've been using their products for years and I love them so much. Lately, I've incorporated the Andaria Algae Body Oil into my routine. It's amazing. It feels so luxurious and rich and not at all greasy or sticky. It makes my skin feel great and even comes right to my door in sustainable packaging. Osea has been creating skin and body care products powered by the sea since 1996. Always clean, safe, vegan, and cruelty-free. Responsibly sourced, female-founded, and family-operated by a mother and daughter team. I really can't promote them enough. Try them out today. I know you're going to love them too. You can try Osea risk-free for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. They even send free samples with every order. And get 10% off your first order with my promo code yogagirl at oseamalibu.com. That's 10% off with the code yogagirl at oseamalibu, O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U.com.